You're listening to Freud's Angels, where we talk about where the science of the mind meets the spirit of the heart. Each week, we'll discuss ways to create awareness of yourself and your reaction to the world around you today, as well as healing events of the past. I'll be bringing in both traditional and non-traditional psychology concepts, and I'll be bringing the healing through the lens of our heart and how to heal what we discover creating a powerful connection between what our heart needs and what our mind thinks we want. Now we're your hosts. I'm Amy. And I'm Vanessa. Now let's get into the show. Hey, hey, y'all. It's us, Roy's Angels. Welcome to episode 81 of our podcast. One I'm excited about, (laughs) I think. (laughs) I'm feeling a little pumped about it. We'll see how it goes. What are we going to talk about today? Again, we're ranting about this, or not ranting, but we're talking about this before, where we should just hit record when we start talking about something, and and just suffice to be that the pod, that's the podcast. We're done. Right. But I think this is a really great one to touch base, because... um, and and what what are we talking about, Vanessa? Like, let's let's actually give them a title <laughs> before I get I get on like all on my soapbox, <laughs> one foot up. Like, hold on. <laughs> oh wait, oh wait, we didn't tell them what it was first. I, I know. Well, listen, we're going to be soapboxing. We're going to be falling off. I mean, it's just it's just going to be one of those personal ones today that we feel. But I think it's actually a great time of year to talk about this too, because I feel like, again, the beginning of the year, we've been talking about it, whether you hit resolutions or you hit like, you know, year goals that you've decided to make. uh, It comes uh, with that comes a side of people needing to get used to that. And often they turn into what we feel like are haters or people who are not our cheerleaders they are not championing for us they're actually you know championing against us and having negative reactions to us so today we are going to talk about those people and those people within our own selves (laughs) that little the haters what do we do with them and what do we do when we are them and I and I'm glad we're bringing this in context because you know, every song talks about the haters and what you do. You got to love your haters. You got to hate your haters. You got to ignore your haters. You got to do whatever. But no one really talks about the true emotional fallout from experiencing someone hating on you. And and it can be in an, any an, an arena. Like, and, and like, it can be someone who had a reaction to something that you've done or said. It could be a person who is truly trying to undermine your personal reputation. It could be somebody who is truly just hating you for no reason because they, that's, they're just that type of person. Hate themselves. (laughs) Yes. Generally people who are haters hate themselves. Um, And it also could be you. It could be the internal conversation you're having with yourself in a sense of you're taking the place of that physical hater. There's a part of you that's hating on you. So Mm -hmm. there's many different facets of this hating. And, and I think through the eyes of spirituality, like we always want to react to anything with the, in the space of love and not perpetuate the, low vibrational energy of hating on someone and, and perpetuating that back. And, 
Um, we're we're going to get into that. We're going to get into a, how do you respond if you need to respond? B like, if you don't need to respond, how do you just cope with that? What, what do you do? How do you, how do you reframe how you see it in order to just not own others upset, Mm. understand it, have empathy, but not own it, but not, it's not yours to own because it's through their own filters. So I don't know. Where do you want to start, Vanessa? (laughs) Well, I think that, you know, I mean, even just talking, taking the word apart is good um, when we talk about haters, because the word hate is a very, um, we, we, we talk about buzzwords and I think hate is a buzzword. I think that it evokes an emotion right away. Um, as soon as we hear that word haters, people think of, you know, whatever, through your own filter, you think of certain people, right? And, and you've uh, associated a negative connotation to those people or those types of people. Um, and it's, you know, it's hard to take apart that word and turn it into something else. But I think it's helpful in this kind of case, because when we, when we literally just kind of put a wall between us and other people, we haven't dealt with what, what that reaction to that person is inside of us. So it's almost like we allow that to live in us um, dormant for some time, but it never stays dormant. <laughs> and like, then, then we have an explosive reaction at the time that we can't control it. So like when we think about the different kinds of people in our lives that we will call haters, I really think it's just good to think of every single person that you feel like is hating on you of having a reaction to something that's missing within them. And that's it, you know, allowing it to be, I am triggering something that's missing or hurting within you. And so you're lashing out at me. Like this is pain coming at me. This is not anything other than that. And just to kind of put that buffer right? It's not to give people excuses. It's not to be like, Hey man, you're totally cool for hating on me. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> not, but condoning their behavior. Yes. Just kind of putting that buffer of saying, all right, I'm pushing it outside of me because it's not me inherently needing to change something in order to not be hated on. It is something that those people are needing to deal with so that they don't feel that reaction to me. Right. And like when we can kind of do that, I think it just makes it a little bit easier to not have as much of a strong emotional reaction. But how do we usually find that out? By having a very strong emotional, <laughs> emotional reaction. Somebody being a hater. <laughs> and then when we're in that space, we are not putting buffers. We are not doing anything. We're just reacting and biting back. And, and that because it's think, hard. Because yeah. it's hard when. Because especially when your feelings are hurt or Mm -hmm. it's hating against something that you feel so passionately about, or maybe it's a creation of yours, or maybe it's something like your life's path that you're working Mm -hmm. in, or maybe it's just something that's really close to your heart. And when someone comes in and, and throws flack back, like there is an initial hurt reaction because you take ownership of what you're doing in a sense, and you're hurt that somebody could find something negative or something upsetting because we don't want to upset people. That's, you know, that's, that's not, we don't want to hurt other people or upset people. So our first initial reaction, especially people who have work in any, have any type of empathy type of ability or, you know, or even just understanding of the, yeah. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) 
<laughs> we we often will go to the space of, oh, did I hurt somebody? Did I didn't want to do that? That's our initial reaction. And then we get to hurt and then we're hurt because they, 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 instead of coming to us and sharing their feelings, they just blasted us. And then that turns to hurt, but then it slowly turns to anger. Cause then it's like, you observe how that's been presented to you, meaning, okay, did we, did it, was it a private conversation? Was, was, did you have, was it an email? Was it a post on Facebook? Was it whatever, whatever, however they have given you that hating, like it turns to anger because now they're taking away the sanctity of whatever type of relationship you had with that person, whether it was client and, um, you know, practitioner, whether it was artist and, um, observer, whatever, whatever context that is, there's a tenuous relationship that you're building with your followers, with the people that consume your products, that get your services. There's a relationship there. And when somebody blasts you on a public forum without coming to you to find resolution first, that's Mm -hmm. telling you they don't value that relationship, which inherently breaks that bond which is hurtful because you probably spent a lot of time trying to foster the bonds with certain people, especially your, especially any clients or, or anybody who, who uses or buys your goods or services. And when that's broken, it's very hard not to feel wounded. It's very hard not to feel hurt. It's very hard to separate yourself outside of that in order to respond in a way that is akin to what you want to respond. It takes neutral observer, that thing that we talk about being the witness, like really taking that concept to a higher degree to serve you and that person. Because when we're hurt, we're hurt that I think we, we, there's part of us that is angry about at us for not right. seeing danger. Right. Especially if we've had trauma or woundings around this type of environment before or putting ourselves out there. We or if we directly ignored our gut instinct. Yes. Or if if we've always had a bad feeling, but we never really followed what we originally thought we should have followed. And yeah, no, that's we're not gonna talk about that now. <laughs> They're, they're, those are ugly ones. <laughs> Avoiding. No. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So in, in a sense, we, then we have anger at ourselves and we feel we can't trust ourselves mm-hmm. around creating relationships and fostering relationships with people who are kind, who are equitable, who are human and adults, really adults, because haters are, can sometimes, sometimes, very much be people who are not emotionally mature. Yeah. They're operating from their childhood wound, right? Mm-hmm. That, that Because that's where that, that's where that programming exists. That's where that like every, everything that has ever happened that reaffirms whatever that thing is, it came from the childhood programming of that issue. Right. And then it just got reaffirmed along the way as an adult. So you are operating from your child your inner child is wounded and then so then you act like that child would and have a temper tantrum against the person (laughs) yeah and in a way that's not um that's not conduct 
conducive to creating a, a balanced, well-grounded relationship. Yes. So, but then we, if, 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 if we receive that and then we get, and we get a step into the anger of it, and then we have a choice at that point. That's a, I feel a pinnacle moment is when we go to hurt, to anger, where yes. we need to respond to this person. Yeah. And sometimes haters are just haters and you don't need to respond to them. Like when I do ads on Facebook, I get these rando people saying, you guys are full of shit. And I'm like, you're full of shit. And I don't respond, but I'm like, whatever. And I just delete the comment. So like, <laughs> like there are moments you don't want to respond and you just want to oh, just be, yeah. it's like, you're full of shit, love and light and, and delete them. You know, yeah. it's like, Thanks you know, for <laughs> So that you could tell me that I was full of shit. <laughs> and I, you don't know what you're talking about either. So, you know, but, so, but when you have a situation where you need to respond or want to respond, you, you must, you must, you must be able to step back out of the emotion of anger, step back out of the emotion of hurt to be able to say, If I was not hurt or angry, how would I respond to this email or this text or this comment on Facebook or Instagram or this public attack? How would I respond? How would I want to respond? If I how would I how would a mediator tell me to right (laughs) or somebody who's not involved? What would they say? Yeah, sometimes that's what I because with what I do for a living, sometimes I am kind of mediator and be like, all right, let's see all sides of it because I'm not in it. Right. Like when I'm in it, it's very difficult to do that, but that's the same concept of like, what would a mediator tell me to do right now? If I had to answer to somebody, if I had to answer to somebody for about, for what I'm about to do, (laughs) what do I want to answer for? (laughs) Right. Right. And you know, and I think too, is that we have to, you know, when we start to respond out of anger or upset, we have become part of the problem. And, um, we have become, we, we enter in engaging at this low vibrational energy. We enter into that low vibrational energy and we engage in it, which ends up creating this, how do I explain it? Like this ego, like the, you're into the ego. Yeah. When you're, when you're, when you're coming back at some, you're into the ego because the ego is fragile. It's the only one that's really upset about the reputation part of it. Your, your intuitive self, your, 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 the other side of your ego, the intuitive self would be like, huh, you know what? That's interesting because I bet you that person has, you know, has experienced this, or this is, this speaks to something within them that is not okay. And they don't want to face, and they're upset because they're having to face their emotions behind it. And you have understanding, you can step into that space of empathy, not condoning what they're saying or doing, but then you can respond from that space. And, and in a way that's like, okay, am I culpable? Am I responsible for something in a sense of, did I have a conversation and I was in my, you know, my head space, my ego space and not my heart space. Do Mm -hmm. I have something I need to apologize for and not to own their feeling of like you caused that in them. No, you didn't cause them to feel that way, but maybe something caused the reaction of upset within them because it 
was close to something that they're holding on to cellular or even emotionally or mentally. Right. Right. It's hard. It's a very hard space to come from because you like, I mean, you, you were, when you use the word empathy, I feel like I actually, I have a meme sitting in here ready to go that my sister sent to me that I cannot wait to share is because like, like when we think a, a lot, the masses think that empathy, they confuse empathy and sympathy. Yeah. Right. So they're thinking that empathy means that you feel bad for somebody, but that is what sympathy is. So when you have empathy, it's literally just being able to feel how they feel, right? Like being able to step into that space and feel that energy and know what that energy is like. That does not mean that it always comes with sympathy. And this was part of the conversation that we had beforehand is me being able to say, oh no, I dropped into empathy to be able to be like, why would a person do this? But I had no sympathy for their behavior because I don't care. Like you're not allowed to act that way, even with my knowledge of what, you have experienced that triggered you to act that way. You still have to be responsible for your behavior, but stepping into that empathy of being like, what could be happening right now? So that I don't add to it, right? Like when we, when we step into that engagement and trust me, people, when I tell you it is very difficult for me, I, I probably get got eight out of 10 times. <laughs> I mean, it's so hard for me to refrain because I, and I learned this over the last week, my ego is a lot more fragile than I thought because I, it doesn't get tested very often. And it sounds, it sounds kind of even egotistical to say that, but I don't often have people say terrible things to me or about me. So I don't know how to handle it. I jump like so quickly into defense because my people pleaser comes out too. Like all of these things happen that I didn't think I had to deal with anymore. So I get it. Like I understand. I know because I do engage in these things. I jump right in and be like, how did this happen? Like I do that thing. (laughs) Right. I try to pull myself out as quickly as possible. Being able to be like, no, no, like you're acting from a space of hurt. I, I know that I am now acting from a space of hurt. One of us has to stop it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be the one if you're not like, I'm going to be the one because I don't want to do this. I don't want to continue this. I don't need to continue this. We, I, I mean, when I have couples that are fighting, it's like, you have to stop them and be like, are you listening to them? Are you listening to them? Are you going to go to the other side? Yeah. Nobody ever says yes. There's, there's <laughs> something, I just read that somewhere recently <laughs> where it says, if both of you have entered into defensiveness, then no, nobody's listening any longer. Right. That nobody is listening. Right. And not only is nobody listening, but it means that they're, they're, you're holding on to something so deeply programmed within you that makes you feel so right that you cannot enter the empathy phase. Right. So that you can get, kind of understand where somebody's coming from. Because we, tend to believe that if we can understand where somebody's coming from, it has proven us wrong. Right. That now we are no longer right. And it's like, dude, no, everybody's right because everybody's, everybody's experiencing it as themselves, but the behaviors don't have to be that way. I can believe something, you can believe something and we don't have to fight about it. You can can have your truth and I can have my truth. It doesn't need to be the same truth. But yet we can find understanding of how it is the truth of each other. Exactly. That's, that's the key. That's the key in, in conflict, any conflict 
is that you don't have to, what they say doesn't mean that's true across the board in the whole world, Mm -hmm. that that's the only truth. Their truth is going to be different from your truth because Mm -hmm. your experience, life experiences is vastly different from their life experience. So a person may experience that, oh, we just had a minor kerfuffle and we've worked it out. And then, you know, a year later, you're like, oh, that wasn't such a minor kerfuffle because I'm still feeling the effects of it, you know? So it's, I think in the process in diffusing a hater, if you're going to engage, do not engage if you're going to engage in the same tonality because you've lost. Yeah. And you're, you're proving their point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's almost like, I mean, this is why people say like, ignore your haters is because they're already in that space. They're already in defensive space because you they've been triggered. Yeah. Right. As soon as you're, we, we, we don't normally get triggered into like receptiveness, <laughs> right? Yeah. We're triggered into defensiveness. That sucks. It hurts. And I need it to go away right now. So right. I'm going to do some protective actions. So already when somebody's, you know, throwing some shade or hate at you, they're already in defensive. They're not going to listen right now. They're not going to listen. So what, we can, I mean, if, if we have to address people, we can be very neutral. We can be very, Hey, like you said, if, if I said something, which, you know, like I told you, I usually, you know, I get got quite a bit. So my first thing is usually like, I should not have responded. <laughs> right? Like I should have, I should, I should have sat on that and not responded right away. And then that's, that's the part that I'm going to own right, right up front. Yeah. However, this is not something I see a resolution to while we're feeling this way. And that's it, you know? And, and if I don't have to deal with somebody who's, who's, who's having their own experience of, you know, lack or, or whatever it is that I've triggered in them, I don't have to, because I don't need to prove to that person anything. The harder I prove or try to prove, the more guilty I look in their eyes because I'm, I'm affirming to them that they are correct well, about what, whatever it is. And are you not giving away all your power to that person? hundred percent. All of it. All of it. Mm-hmm. Because you're saying I need to convince you otherwise, even though you can't, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. in order to get them to see the other side of it, they're going to need to heal like lifelong trauma. Yeah. You're never going to be able to do that. But by engaging in it, trying to do that, what you're doing is basically saying, okay, I have now entered your arena of engagement. And because you know what your truth is and because you know what you're feeling and because I'm willing to try to talk you out of it, you have all the power to make me feel X, Y, and Z. Right. And what to hurt people feel, right? So taking, again, let's step right into empathy. I'm being a hater right now. I'm accusing you of something. I'm saying that you're fake or whatever. The second that you try to, you know, come back at me, if I'm in that space, I'm not in a good space, right? I'm not in a a rational space. I am automatically going to think, well, you wouldn't have to defend it if it wasn't true. Right. And you're automatically, even though I called for a defense, like I provoked, you know, like I can't see that in that space. I'm, I'm, I can't see it. So I'm just getting affirmed. Like, look, see, I called you out right? That's what they say. I called you out. You're just mad because I called you out. Like, no, 
but I see what that, I see it. So I'm just not going to respond. How hard is that? Super hard. I get it. You know, but if we can hit those spaces and let people have their own experience and then let it go, it will be easier for us, but it's hard, you know, like, and when you find yourself hating, let's, let's, let's go into that space. When, when you're the hater. (laughs) Well, and one other thing before we get to that part of this conversation, which is going to be interesting is, um, is even if, for example, you have, you needed to respond, you did respond in your, the way that you would respond if you were in an upset, say you managed to tackle natural neutral observer, you're in that space, you responded in a way that's equitable because you needed to. And that person is like responds positively. Okay. Do not think that you have won the game. You have sidestepped the game and you have said, I'm not engaging with you on this turf. However, I will own my responsibility in the situation. If there is one, sometimes there is none. Most of the time there is none. Um, however, you, you've sidestepped the game, but that doesn't mean don't let that lead you into false security that you can continue to engage with this person and yes. create either or repair that, that relationship, whatever it was that's broken because it's broken and it is, will be broken forever. Understand that unless there is some deep talking and some deep conversation and deep behavioral changes that happen, because when somebody does that, it's a big indication. There's some childhood woundings that are not healed yet. And if, even if you think everything's great and you move on and that person hurts you again, It's kind of like an abusive relationship where the person says, I'll never do it again. I'm so sorry. I love you. I won't shout at you. I won't hit you. I won't beat you up. I won't do all these things that hurt you. I understand that they're horrible. I'm sorry. You know, but they're not, if they're not actively healing what caused them to do it to begin with, then guaranteed that that is going to show up in their pattern again. Absolutely. Because we've, again, we've affirmed it in their minds because they cannot see an apology as anything but affirmation that they were right. So it, it kind of feeds that demon that, that has kind of taken hold in that moment. You're right. I mean, it sucks. Like we, we don't, we are not absolute types of people, but in that kind of space, it's like, you have to treat it as an absolute so that you can protect yourself and, and, be paying attention that yes, people can change. Absolutely. People can change. You can have that conversation with somebody and somebody can go, son of a bitch. I do have like, I cannot believe I was in that space with you. And I'm going to go do my, I'm going to retreat to my corner and do my, my, my child trauma work because Holy shit, like you're right. Or I'm right. Or like, I, wow. I see the whole point of view. And I want to change it because I don't like how I feel. Right. That can totally happen. But hundred percent, a hundred percent. If it's not happening, you cannot escape that. And, and just, so don't be tempted back into re-engaging with that person because Mm -hmm. it's like they say, one's bitten twice shy. Like, you know, don't, don't make room for that space for that to happen again, because it will guaranteed it will yes so be very cautious and be be very cautious and protective of your own heart and the own your own trust within yourself 
Don't, don't listen to your brain. That's like, oh, we can give them a second chance. No, we can't brain. I'm sorry. I should have followed my gut instinct to begin with. (laughs) First of all, brain, you talked me out of the gut instinct. I know. We, we, we did this because it was your idea. I didn't like this idea. (laughs) I'm done with your idea. Thanks. (laughs) I love that. And, and y'all like play that back and hear that this is how we speak to ourselves. Sometimes, sometimes we have like, I'm talking Actual to you brain, <laughs> right? I'm talking to you heart. I'm talking like, because it has to be worked out that way sometimes to be able to affirm within yourself too what you've done. Right. Like I, when, when we talk about, like I was operating from ego, it's like, I need to own that and hear that and, and let that be known to myself so that I won't do it as much or try really hard not to do it. Yep. Absolutely. And don't, don't let it, don't let it crush your trust within yourself. Yeah. Understand that we are who we are. We want to feel that everybody deserves what we have to offer into the world, whatever that is, whether it's art, whether it's product, whether it's services, we want people to experience it because we want to help as many people as possible with what we do. Mm -hmm. But there are some people that are not ready for what we have to offer. And there are some people who are not far enough along in their own journey to experience it. However, the seed is planted, even if, even if, this moment happens, like understand that there was a seed planted and you responded and you didn't engage and you were the one person who didn't engage with their trauma. And so understand is that that's your boundary. And that's what you need to keep up is that boundary of not engaging with others trauma, unless you're in that type of situation where you're actively working with that person and it's what they're coming to you for. Right. But on the outside of it, you know, it's just don't lose a trust in yourself because that's vital. I think when it Mm -hmm. comes to working with the haters is being able to trust yourself that you're going to respond in your highest good, that you're going to understand the person, have empathy for where they're coming from, not sympathy, not condoning their behavior, but that you're going to have the ability to go, Oh, I see not, Mm -hmm. Oh, and not own it and not own it in a way. And I'm not saying don't own your part of it, but own it in a way that, Oh my gosh, it was me that caused this person to be an upset. Mm-hmm. No, it was a reaction to something that you've put out. It wasn't you that caused it. Right. It Which was so their- hard. That's a hard, I mean, it's a hard thing for people to understand because they're like, well, if I didn't do it, it wouldn't have happened. And it's like, yeah, maybe not you, but somebody would have done it because it's not about you as a person. It's about that trait or that word or that whatever. It's that Trigger. concept that is happening. So it isn't, it, 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 it whoever it exists in is going to trigger that person. Um, and it's hard. Like y'all, I know it's hard because people who are in upset say some nasty things and they say some mean things and they'll accuse you of being a horrible person. And you feel like you have to defend yourself because it hurts to hear somebody say something. I know again, I get got like eight out of 10 times. And I'm saying that honestly, like there's only a, you know, two out of 10, I can spot it and stop myself. I get how hard it is, (laughs) (laughs) but 
it, it, it's because of learning how to not internalize those words, right? People are using words in order to create an environment. And if I step right in and go throw the words at me, I'm going to catch them all and own them. Well, now they've taken my power right from me and they're going to, they're going to, I'm going to let something, whatever it is, leave me because of somebody else. And that's not something that we need to do. It's not fair. It's, and we deserve to hold on to whatever that precious thing is. We shouldn't have to let go of it because somebody is reacting negatively to it. And you become an easy target. Absolutely. Because people will see that you're engaging. <coughs> right. All I have to say is blank and you'll engage with me. Cool. I'm going to say it every time then. <laughs> because I'm lonely and right. I need somebody to engage with my trauma. And I need that thing to go off in my head that says I'm right. I need the dopamine hit yeah. of accusing you and f- seeing you defend yourself gives me the dopamine hit, the reward system that I was right because yeah. I don't feel right in very many things. And, and if, if I can feel right by engaging with you, I'm going to go there, right? People yep. who pick fights, they do it because they get that, that chemical, you know, release that makes them feel good. We got we to gotta cut off our part of it. Yeah. But speaking of that, what happens when we're the haters? <sighs> who's been a hater? Raise your hand. I totally have. I know so, it. Sucks. Anybody who's had any sort of wounding has been a hater in some form. Yeah. I can say, though, that my hater, like, way back then, I'm really glad I'm not that person anymore because, man, I thought life was unfair. I thought everybody had privilege. I thought... Like I was in a place I, I did not, I hated on a lot of people yeah. because I was feeling, you know, powerless. Yeah. But yeah. I also have an inner hater still. Yes. Yes. That's the, that's the hardest one to enter. So those of you who are haters who have like this massive response to want to share a negative response about somebody or trash talk somebody on a public forum or somebody who wants to bully or belittle somebody. Do some internal checking. Turn, look in the mirror and see if the words you're saying to someone else really fits what your internal monologue is. Mm -hmm. Because chances are you're doing it to yourself and chances are there's a deep wounding and angel agrees. Can you hear? Um, she, there's a deep wounding within you that is being triggered by an experience or an event. It doesn't make that person responsible for your upset. Mm-hmm. If you're, unless that person directly is at you, like tearing you to shreds or has actively like harmed you or like, targeted you specifically mm-hmm. chances are there's a wounding in that reaction yeah absolutely and, and it's a lot of times that like um i have a i have a video out there that when i did it i was like i'm feeling this so much and it was about jealousy because we don't we think jealousy is an ugly a, a, an ugly word but it's something that we all feel we want to deny that we do but we all feel jealousy but jealousy is just telling us something yeah. right like we're just listening and when we have that pang of envy and jealousy, we, if we just listen, it's, te- it's like our, it's like our soul telling us what's missing. 
it's actually a good thing. It's a beautiful thing of saying, hey, look at this thing. Like you want it, go get it. Like you deserve it too. You want it, right? And then our thought processes come in and smash it down. And that's generally what happens when we turn into haters, right? Mm -hmm. I see something that I'm jealous of right? Like I may see somebody, you know, succeeding at what I, what I want to do. And I might get the tendency to pick them apart, right? Like, well, they're not so perfect, right? Like, well, you know, I don't agree with this, like, cause I feel envious of their success. And that's the truth, right? Like when we're doing that, we are envious of something, but what is that telling me when that happens that I'm, I'm not feeling powerful. I'm not feeling like I have that talent or whatever, but I want it or else I wouldn't have that reaction. So I can look into myself and go, well, how do I make myself feel like that so that I can cheer for that person? And so that, because I feel it, because I feel how good it feels and I'm happy that they feel that way. Right. How do I change that? How do I flip that? It's hard because we, I mean, even in our society, we're not very good at um, nurturing ourselves, you know, um, it's all, you know, the competitive plane makes us. Yeah. I was just going to say that, that we've been taught to be competitive with each other. And it's like women, it's like, what is, what is the one thing that women are are taught to be competitive with each other? Yeah. Which is horrible, Mm -hmm. horrible. Men too. We're all, I mean, we, yeah, really. Right. You got to be the strongest, most manliest man, and you have to be the prettiest, most wonderful woman. There's a there's, there's a, um, a person, I don't know whether it's, I think it's Facebook. I found him on, I think he does TikTok, but there's this dude that does how rich people do things versus how wealthy people do things. Mm. And the rich person always very demeaning to the underling, like, you know, like, like, for example, the guy was going for an interview and a janitor was sweeping the floor and he's like, get out of my way, you piece of shit janitor. I'm sure that my job is well more more than yours. And like, there's a sense of competitiveness. There's a sense of like being on top. Whereas the wealthy person is more like, Hey, you know, my name is so-and-so how you doing? Are you, are you treated well here? Do they, do they treat you well? You know, do they, he talks and he engages with people that are, would be thought to be underneath them. Yeah. But it's, it's more of an equitable, like kind of situation where it's like, there's a belief that everybody deserves success Yeah, and versus kind of- one person needing to be at the top of everybody. Yes. That's such and, a perfect example. And it's like, and it's like, it's like, oh, and wealth doesn't necessarily mean you have billions of dollars. Wealth could be just Wealth of what? Wealth of what? Do you have wealth of empathy for yourself? Do you have a wealth of compassion for yourself first? Do you have wealth of wanting other people to have success? Is because I used to be very jealous of people who were successful, especially when you're starting out to be an entrepreneur and you see all these people doing nothing and they're succeeding and you're like, you're working so fucking hard and you're grinding so hard and you're not really gaining (laughs) any goddamn traction. And you see all these people just show up and smile and then they get the world and you, you don't. You don't, you don't take into account for their years of struggle or their yeah. process or how much they've healed. You know, you don't take all that into account. You're just jealous because they've achieved something. Right. And <laughs> but, 
But now I've changed my perception of that. And I'm like, thank God there's evidence of success out there for us. That there are people that have the formula that discovered their formula and it's finding freedom in whatever they're discovering. Thank God. Like I get so excited when I see somebody become successful at what Mm. they're doing and what their heart wants them to do, because it means that it's possible. It means that someone in this world is dealing and healing their trauma and working through it and becoming successful at it and and creating a life that is of their choosing. That's a, that's a win to humanity. And And because there's so many different diverse ones, it's like, how much better is this? Like I can actually be, I don't want, we we don't have to be cookie cutter. Amazing. Right. I don't have to use the same marketing tools as, as everybody else does, because I don't, it falls flat for me. Like here's evidence that you don't necessarily need to. Yeah. It may work for this person or that person, but it doesn't work for this person, you know? Right. It's Uh like, you know, so, and I'm more willing to just see people success as you know, and then I look at what they do. I look at how they did it. I look at their struggle. I look at their story. Mm-hmm. And that's when I begin to find more hope. That's where I begin to find the little things that, oh, I see what they did there. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe I'll try that. Maybe, maybe I'll work on that healing or that part of my makeup or that part of my story, or maybe, oh, they did that for marketing. That's smart. I'm going to, I may try something similar and adopt some some kind of technique that that they share, you know? Yeah. It also I, helps me too. When I see something and I'm like, well, since I'm not willing to do that, I'm ra- I right now need to own my own blocking of success. So right. I can't be mad at them because I'm doing it to myself, right? Like having that ugly talk with myself as well. <laughs> like I need to not be mad at them. I need to turn that inward and be like, well, why won't you do it, man? Yeah. What's going on there? Yeah. Yeah, we've had a few of those conversations, haven't we, Vanessa? Um, <laughs> we continue. We probably yeah. will have a lot more. <laughs> and how are we punishing ourselves today? <laughs> That's very funny. It's like, so, what bricks have we put on our chest to keep us down this week? <laughs> Drown the witches. <laughs> it's like, witches. <laughs> oh my God. So, you know, we, we have to, we really, if we're an outer, outer hater, we're, we're inner hating yeah. and we can, yeah. we can think we have all the arrogance in the world and the swag in the world, but truly behind all of that egotistical type of energy, there is somebody inside that says, I am hurting deeply. I feel deficient at X, Y, and Z. I feel unworthy. I feel unheard. You name it, you name it. They probably have it. And so let's talk more about the inner inner hater in situations that I find myself being hated on. I have a hard time not to, not internalizing that, not taking that to the extreme of see, look, you know, just go show you shouldn't trust people. You shouldn't engage in friendships. You should be all alone. You don't know what to do. You don't, you don't know how to create friends. See, you know, yeah. it's like, or, or if they're attacking your work, I go into give it up. It's not for you. You suck. Like, I mean, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. 
because yeah, the conversations are much longer, are much more in depth and much longer and much more heartful and wounding. So we're not going to go there right now because I don't feel like it hating on myself right now. So it's, it's, yeah. there's, there's a kind of a sweet moment of time where you have a choice, whether you let that train continue to go on and derail you or whether you're like, uh, stop. Mm-hmm. enough because when if I'm being hated on and my inner critic takes it in I in order for me to achieve neutral I need to stop the train first of all and I need to say hold on let's look at this a little bit deeper than what we think on the surface of what it is yeah. that's where I engage in neutral that's where I stop the train it's still there. It's still ready to go at a moment's notice and continue its self-flagellation to derail town. But it's it's paused. It's like, okay, let's look at this then. <laughs> Tell me what you got. Tell and, me why I shouldn't go off that cliff. Right. <laughs> so, so then I do the work. Then I do the work of being in neutral, seeing the person, having empathy, understanding the person. If it's myself, then I look at myself and I try to bring in compassion and empathy and I look mm-hmm. at myself and I'm like, Oh, that's not a great behavior. Or if it's someone else, I understand why that person had that behavior, but it doesn't, is it, can I see my responsibility in the situation? Yes. I see if I have responsibility or not. Do I need to take action to apologize for creating a situation where it caused a upset reaction in that person. Yes. Yeah. Especially if I was not in my right mind, you know, if I, if I did create that and I could have created something different, meaning I was in my head versus my heart. Yes. I have culpability. I need to respond to that. And I need to apologize because it is, that is part of being responsible and ownership. If I don't feel I was responsible, meaning I put, <clears throat> Maybe I made an art piece or maybe I made a meme or I shared a meme that is a pretty general meme and somebody had a reaction to it. Or I made a statement online that from all angles was equitable, but yet that one person didn't hear what I was intending to say and heard something that triggered them. Then I, it's not really a responsible, I don't need to apologize. I can, I can be sorry that they're an upset around it, but it's not something that I did that was in my space of not having empathy and compassion and in and, and the highest light. So that's also a tricky plane too, because, you know, you don't know. It's like, is it this? Do I need to respond? Do I need to? And I always look at it as, could I have done something different? Was it within my bandwidth in that moment that I could have said this differently, acted differently? Where was I at in my emotional sense? That's what I have to really do investigating. And if I wasn't in a space of attack or frustration or ego mind, or in this space where I was specifically sending energy to a specific person, then I think I'm, I don't, I don't need to have culpability, you know, unless, unless I'm on there doing some slurring, you know, not that I'm intent, not that I do that, but like, you know, that's a different story. If you're attacking a group of people or whatever, different story. But at the same time, it's like, 
then I have to decide is what they said is, can I see the truth in it? That's part of it too, is that observing the situation that happened, can I see the truth in how they feel? Yes, I could see that. But that's me being neutral. That's me having wanting to create understanding around that. Right. And and it can only it sometimes it only goes that far. Yeah. Right. Is it, because it's diffusing our own, you know, need to like investigate, right? Like if we're able to step into that and go, okay, especially if it's somebody that you know, right? Like and you're like, well, I mean, I know their story. I know that this is where that's coming from it can stop right there. You know, a lot of times where you're, you're done questioning yourself because you're like, I see it. I see that. I see their thing and there's nothing I can do about it. It's not my responsibility to, you know, tell them what I know. Um, and it's not my responsibility to engage in this because it, I, I see where it has come from. Um, it's such a powerful, you know, tool because it allows you to keep your power. You know, I mean, I think that the, the, the main goal right? Uh, When somebody's feeling like they need to hate is to establish like a power of feeling, right? Of feeling more powerful than that person in whatever way, feeling better than that other person, feeling smarter than that other person, feeling, you know, whatever it is, like there's that need for dominance. And when you're on the other end of it, you can choose to be dominated and, and allow your, your foundation to be shaken by it. You know, you can, you can internalize it and let that person win quote unquote by changing, right. Or (laughs) you can do this work of stepping back and saying, Hey, if I evaluate this and I feel good about what I did, then I have to let people just work their own shit out and that's it. And, and I don't have to, no matter how many times they come at me. And again, and we know that this is difficult. I, it happens. It's so easy to get me sometimes, you know, like (laughs) say anything about my kid. And I'm usually, you know, pretty easy to get to turn into mama bear. That's a pretty easy trigger for me, but I'm working on it because again, it's like, I don't need to have that power be taken from me. I don't need that. I don't need to be questioning myself inherently anymore. And that's the goal, right? Is to get, is to get on the inside, to worm your way in so that you feel as bad as I feel when I'm hating on you. I don't want you up there. I want you down here with me. Yeah. So I feel good. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, it's hard. This is like a hard thing. I mean, I think, you know, we were talking about it before we came on and even just talking it through now, it's, I mean, I know that it's going to come at me, you know, it's going to come at you. Everybody knows eventually that it's going to come at us, but we want to be prepared enough that in those moments, we feel like we have enough tools to go through in order to at least hit a pause, pause, stop the train, do some evaluation, some real deep truth evaluation and allow yourself to own, own, literally only your things and let other people own their own. You don't have to tell them that they have to own their own. That's another thing that's hard for me. Right. Cause I know, <laughs> like, I know what just happened and I'm about to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> let me process you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like get out like, you know, I have to be like, get out of your, you know, counselor space and just let them have their own experience. They're not going to listen to you anyway. <laughs> yeah. 
Nobody's listening. <laughs> They're not going to be like, oh, she was dumb and now she's smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Like, oh, you're so right. I should not have a talk to you. Like, They're not going to change your mind after a witty statement. <laughs> right. As a matter of fact, they're probably in spite, right? People who are in those moments in spite of you being right because they don't like how it feels are never going to let you be right. They're going to hold on so deeply because they, that there's so much self-worth ingrained in their rightness that you cannot be right. There will always be a way that you won't be right. And if you are, other people are going to hear it. You're not going to hear it. Right. Right. An unhealed person will go take the words that you've given them and go tell them to somebody else, but they're not going to say them back to you because they're not ready to do that work, to be able to say, you know what, what you said to me, I thought about it it made sense to me. And I, and I appreciate you sharing that information with me. That's what a healed person is going to say, but an unhealed person, I'm never going to let you be right because then you're above me and I don't need you above me. I need you to stay down here. Yeah. Yes. Internally, externally, and all around. So big ouch. Yeah. So friends really step back. If you have haters, if you have people or you're a hater or your inner hater, take a minute, step back, see if you can achieve neutral, see if you can see it from under the wave or above the wave and see if you can't look at it through as if you were watching a movie and how would you deal with the situation? What would your, what would the reaction of your highest good be? Um, and uh, yeah. We hope we've helped. We hope we've shed some light on some, maybe some situations you're dealing with. And as far as new year's resolutions, don't hate on yourself. Just be like, okay, what have I learned about myself here? What do I need to put in place in order to be successful as I go about this? Yes. Use it as informational versus a reason to beat yourself up because that's why you were here in the first place. Mm-hmm. yes we love you and we hope you have a good week ahead remember mercury is in retrograde friends very much so (laughs) so yeah back up your electronics think twice before you send the email don't end the contract don't end the contract (laughs) just breathe my friends breathe so we love you and we'll see you next week Love y'all. Thank you for joining us on Freud's Angels. We are thankful for each of you opening up your heart to us. To continue the healing, connect with us on Instagram at Freud's underscore angels and on Facebook at Freud's Angels. Please subscribe to the show so that we may help you continue your journey. And remember to give us some love in the review section. If anything we've talked about today has triggered an emotional or mental crisis, please call 911 or head to the nearest emergency center. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.